Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. We are here to preview. No, no, we're not previewing anything. We're going to make our IndyCar predictions. I don't even really remember what we were doing, even though I literally just wrote it down. And as always, our IndyCar episodes are brought to you by our friends at Java House. There are five locations in and around Indy. I think maybe six now. There's one in one of the school libraries. If you're not in Indy, like both of us, go to javahouse.com, use promo code PITLANE10 and get 10% off all of your orders. Everything is good that they have there, so you can't go wrong on the website. I need a lot of coffee today. With that being said, we're going to make some predictions. We'll do a couple, a very short St. Pete prediction. Everybody knows St. Pete at this point. We don't need to do a ton preview-wise in terms of what to expect at the track. Be a nice weekend. If you see Sarah down there, Sarah's representing us at the track this weekend. So, you know, we'll we'll make the best of being remote here and there. But let's rock and roll. You guys hear that tear that I just shed that we're, we're not going to be there? Yeah, you know, we'll probably do a little less on the travel front, at least for the first half of the season. And we'll see where life takes uh takes me at that point and my dissertation's getting interesting for heating up right now so hopefully yeah, by true. the summer that'll be done and i can go back to some more races yeah yeah we'll see if i can just get to a few this year i don't know i'm very dejected with the state of non-race car life right now but i, I we want we don't need to complain about that because i'm sure people are tired of me complaining on social media at this point so saint pete predictions we're going to keep it real simple because we pretty much know what to expect. Who's having a good weekend to start the year off? I think that... Darn, I thought we were going to go to the season first, so you kind of tripped me up right here. Let me <laughs> think about that for a second. Who's going to do well in St. Pete? Who's? You know what? Uh, Colton Herta. It's a street course. Let's say Colton. All right. I am going to take Alex Rossi. I think... St. Pete's been one of his strongest course courses in Andretti the last number of years. So I, I think, you know, going over to a new team and a fresh start at St. Pete is a really good place for him to start. Who's having a bad weekend? A bad weekend is probably. Do I have to say a driver or a team? You can do either. I think I'm going to have to unfortunately say that Santino's not going to have a good weekend. I don't think that the Foy cars are going to be great. And then I know, I mean, not to, you know, 
discount his abilities on road and street courses, but he's definitely an oval uh, prodigy. Yeah, definitely stronger on the ovals. Although at 2020, when he did the five Ray Hall races, he had a couple good results like Detroit, Belle Isle. He had a, a, True. a ninth or a tenth place finish in better equipment. True. Fair point. I will take, I don't know. Let's, let's be different. Let's say Joseph Newgarden is going to have his first like big struggle at, at St. Pete. Wow. That's the total hot take. I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm sorry, Joseph. Still love you. Okay. So we're going to wrap it up with an easy one here. Will we have a safety car dilemma? Like a couple of years ago when the safety car ran out of gas, <laughs> we, have a new, we have a new safety car this year with the type R. I, then I don't think so. Okay, well, in that case, I'm going to say one of the wheels falls off the safety car. Who wh- who made the safety car then? What kind of car was it? I think it was a Honda still. Oh, it still was. Okay. Oh, yeah. was it the... Um... I think it was a Civic Si. Okay, and so what do you say they have now? The Type R? It's, it's the Type R, yeah. Okay, I thought it was the Type R before too, but the new generation obviously yeah, just yeah. came out. So uh, that thing looks cool. It does. Okay. This is the so, 20th year of St. Pete for IndyCar. Wow. I just realized that 2003 was the first year. Did we miss a year in there at all? No, I just checked and okay. I don't think so. Um, I mean, obviously the first two years were, uh, oh, never mind. I was wrong. 2004. <laughs> it didn't happen. I mean, I, why? I don't understand. But anyway, it happened all the other years. So 2003, then we skipped 2004 and then it happened all the other years. So I guess we have to wait. A year for it to be the 20th one? Yeah, we can call this the 20th anniversary or, or something like I, that. They'd know? probably be hyping it up if it actually was. So True. no wonder I was surprised why. I was like, oh, it's the 20th one, and they haven't said anything about that. True. Oh, I forgot to put the Grid Rival le- note, uh, link in our show notes for the F1 episode. So real quick, before we do season predictions, <laughs> make sure to join, join the Grid Rival League. I'll actually put that out. The Fantasy IndyCar free uh, product, I'll make a league tonight or tomorrow tonight as in thursday night not friday night so i will post that as soon as it wasn't working the other day when i tried all right let's do some season predictions you know should be i I don't know what to expect from this year so let's just dive right into it who's your who's going to be your driver of the year driver of the year is going to end up being and i need to pull up my my list because i'm like forgetting it just seems like it's been so long this offseason. Maybe we always say that, but who knows? I'm going to go for a dark horse. I'm going to say Augustine Canapino is going to be the driver of the year, and he's going to really impress. He's going to pull like a uh, Scott McLaughlin and show that uh, touring car drivers know how to wheel it in an open-wheel car. All right. On On the touring car note, I'll take Scott McLaughlin. I think that's a relatively popular pick, but... Probably team of, a, team of the year. I'm going first. I'm going to kind of take a page off your book and go with Yunkos as the team of the year this year. Cool. That'd be fun to see. I think Aaron McLaren. Okay. I think yeah, they've was... got their lineup this year and they were really coming on strong last year. That's actually, that was my next one. And I'm going to jump down on the predictions list here. And I think I know your answer, but one of my kind of more fun predictions is, will McLaren regret scaling to three cars? I'm going to guess your answer is no. 
Yeah, I'm going to say no, because I think of any organization that can just kind of expand as much as they want, they are one of them. I'm also saying no. I know that's boring, but, you know, I don't I don't believe so either. I think all three are strong drivers. All right, let's see here. Find your 2022 IndyCar standings for the next que- for the, for a question from now. Uh, now's question is, what will be the biggest surprise this year? So similar to yesterday when we did F1, it can be a driver, it can be a race, it can be a team, you know, whatever how whatever fun you want to have with this. Surprise of the year. Hmm. There's not a lot that I feel like is going to be really like shocking that I can think of. Let's do a hot take of some kind then. And say that. Catherine leg outperforms all the other Ray Hall letter and landing and drivers at the 500. I dig it. All right. That's fun. I am going to say that. Team Penske does not have a between Newgarden and Power. One of them has a a down year. So Penske as a whole does not look as strong as they typically do on a year by year basis. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. Now we're going to go to similar question from yesterday. You're looking at the 2022 standings. Who is jumping up the most in the standings? And then who is plummeting down the standings the most? This year's this driver. Yes. We're not going to worry about team for IndyCar. All right. I think heading up the order is going to be Christian Lungard. Okay. He was 14th, I think. Yeah, 14th yeah. last year. I feel like this is like way too easy. I'm going to take Kyle Kirkwood, even if he doesn't have a good year. Uh, he has nowhere to go but up. So fair, because where was he? 24th 24th yeah i think you probably just won that one (laughs) yeah well you never know crazier things have happened and who is dropping the stand on the standings the most this year hmm that's not easy but i think that renus i think ed carpenter's not gonna do well this year i don't know why but i'm just guessing that unfortunately all right. I this is a little bit tougher. This might be hot takey, but let's let's have some fun. I, I'm I'm feeling spicy today. Let's say Marcus Erickson does not have as good of a year as he did last year. I could see it. I mean, five hundred is no longer double points. So yeah, yeah, good point. Will anyone driver wise or I don't know anybody of importance on a team get fired this year? Yes. Okay. Uh, do I have to say who? Sure. Do you mean fired during the season? Yeah. 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 Let's say, yeah, there'll be some strategist who gets fired at some point for a team that's not not doing well. Okay. I don't know who that's going to be, but I'm going <laughs> to go for that. Yeah, I dig it. I'm going to say, and Andretti team person loses their job when they have more kerfluffle issues throughout the season. Okay. What do we have next? Rookie of the year for 2023. So Stingray, Canapino, Ben Peterson, and Marcus Armstrong. And our buddy, 
David Malukas already picked Stingray. Yes. This is one of the ones that we we posed to him. We posed four questions to him. So I'm going to just throw that one in there. He picked Stingray. So I guess we are going to go with other ones. Uh, Marcus Armstrong for me, I feel like is the obvious choice. All right. I'll take Canapino. Okay. Rookie of the year. All right. Kind of not necessarily IndyCar or just on track related. When will silly season kick into high gear this year? Last year <laughs> we made it to, I don't know, May ish when, when it took off. And then obviously Pelos insanity in, in the summer, whenever that was. So when's it going to happen this year? I'm going to go with just at the beginning of June at like the Detroit race weekend. Okay. I'm going to say at Long Beach. All right. So that's April. Mm-hmm. Will we have a surprise one-off entry? Maybe not at the 500 at this point. But, you know, later in the year when we see, you know, who was it last year? Simona and Proto Autosport kind of join in for a couple of races. And you get, what was it, Pato and Colton with Steinbrenner parting a couple of years back. Something like that. Something that you're not predicting at this point in the year. Yeah, why not? I'm just going to guess that one of the Formula E drivers that's been kind of sniffing around comes over here and makes an appearance. That's a good one. I'm going to say yes as well. I'm going to say it's like Dreyer and Reinbold like actually does something other than the 500 this year since Stefan and Cusick Motorsport are with them. So maybe there's some more energy behind doing another race so that'll be mine okay now this we've had a couple left for actually we have more than a couple left i'm, I'm like skipping around on my list here because i have looking at my list add right now <laughs> 500 winner okay so david already said takuma okay in that case i am going to pick Pato. Okay. I'm taking Scott Dixon. I think he's been so close at the last, I don't know, essentially every year almost, except the year he crashed. And I think, I think it's, he's going to, it's weird saying Scott Dixon's going to break through, but I think he's going to break through. Season championship winner. Okay. So for this one, David picked Scott. Dixon. Okay. Which, I mean, Always a, always a safe choice. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. For season champion, I'm going to go with... This is harder. Because I don't want to pick someone super obvious. Yeah. I want to be a little bit unpredictable. Hmm. But no one's standing out to me, really. So I'm just going to go with... You know what? Let's do maybe a hot take. Felix Rosenquist. Oh, okay. Why not? I was going to take Rossi, but I don't want to take two McLaren drivers. So I will say... Oh, that'd be cool if he won championship. Yeah, finally. yeah. So Rossi is who I want to win, but for the sake of predictions. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. 
And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in North America. This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! And, you know, our bet of nothing but pride and ego at the end of the year, I will take, I will take Alex Polo. That's pretty safe choice. Yeah, I know. I couldn't come well, up. Well, I went off better. with Rosenquist for some reason, and you guys picked Dixon and Polo. So All right. <laughs> screw, screw off. So the worst, all right, this is a two-parter. Best and worst race of the year with the Indy 500 not being eligible to be picked. Okay. So the best race of the year. You know what? I'm saying that the new Detroit race is going to be awesome. That was going to be the best. Damn it. All right. Well, I will take. I will take gateway. Fair. Later, later in the season. Okay. Worst race of the year. Will be Portland. Okay, that's an easy pick. I, I will take. I will take Nashville. That was also a, a consideration I had. Yeah, I, I just feel like, especially with the fact that the football stadium is being, the new stadium is being built. You know what? After this football season, so this is going to be the last, theoretically, the last year of the current layout. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be any changes. Nobody really gives a shit, clearly. And that's not a dig at 
IndyCar the track. I just don't think they care that much to change it. And we're going to see another year of probably a stupid amount of chaos with a four-hour race and three red flags and Joseph Newgarden taking jabs at Grosjean and Devlin this year or something crazy. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of slightly hot takey as I expand on it. But, yeah, Nashville is my pick. Okay. Hopefully we're there again for that then. To suffer yeah. in the heat. Yeah, that's a that's a good target sometime around at that point. Let's see here. I don't even know if I'm doing the 500 at this point. Life is so difficult right now. Just manifest that you are. Yeah. So hopefully it happens. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. We'll Let's sleep see. in a van. Yeah, but I'm not against it. I, I, listen, you know me. I sleep well anyway. True. Okay. Like so, curling up on a bench somewhere. Yeah. I've, wouldn't like be the dog. first time. Wouldn't be the first time. All right, let's see here. Will a Foyt car have a top five finish this year in a race, not not in the season? Ooh, yeah. You know what? Santino's going to do well on one of the ovals. Okay. He'll have a top five somewhere. All right, I will double down on that and say that yes, and both of them will have a top five finish this year. That would be highly impressive from Ben Peterson, given that Kyle Kirkwood couldn't even do that in a Foyt car. So yep, if that happens, that'd be a big deal, I think. Yes, agreed. Okay, so let's see here. One or two more. Will there be Andretti Autosport drama this year? Yes. Or more so on the track than this is not in, in, including the F1 political drama. No, there will be. Okay. I can see, unfortunately... I think Kyle Kirkwood and Colton Herta are going to get into it somewhere. I think the, neither of those guys back off. Yeah, that's all right. Actually, the three of them, when you when you add in Grosjean, could be pretty spicy. Oh, d- definitely. Yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that they are all pretty... You know, that Andretti team in general is one of the more aggressive on track from a driver standpoint out of any team. Yes, I would 100%. Okay. Do you have any predictions from the Lucas that I have not gotten to? Yes. Uh, first win. So driver is going to get their first win, and he said Kirkwood. Okay. I will say yes, Marcus Armstrong. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then he would definitely deserve a uh, rookie of the year. Time I, I guess I'm going against my Canapino pick on that one. Not really, but fair well, no, I mean, he's doing all the races. True. So, I mean, True. even if Armstrong wins a race and does really well, Canapino could outdo it. You're you're not, like, trapping yourself there. I would say... Who's going to get their first win? Oh. Well. You know what? I'm going to pick David because he didn't pick himself. So okay. I could see Malukas bringing a win to... To uh, coin, I was about to say Foyt, because <laughs> not, and that's not just because of our kind of bias a little bit towards him. Like thinking about it completely objectively, I really could see him winning a race. All right, I dig it. Well, we'll wrap it there. The race green flag is at twelve thirty on Sunday. Qualifying is at two thirty on Saturday. Saturday qualifying is on Peacock. Practices on Peacock at 3 on Friday and Saturday morning at 10, I think. 
mm. or 10:30 and yeah so during so, the F1 race uh F1 qualifying oh yeah saturday you said yeah, okay yeah yeah so, so dual screen that yes 100% and Indy lights their race is i well, think it's 10 a.m. Sunday morning. So I think the press conference is at 11 a.m. Anyway, you went with the old phrasing. Yes, I'm sticking with the old and phrasing. You, and the way you said it, like I you thought about, thought it. about it and did it on yes. purpose. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with Indie Lights until somebody scolds me for using Indie Lights. I'm going to start calling it Indie NXT. Like I don't understand that it's next until they change it. <laughs> yeah, it's my least favorite thing that happened this offseason. And I don't, I'm not, I'm just not a fan. Just not a just, fan of Just it. put the E in. Like, taking the E out to try to be edgy doesn't yeah. make it cooler for me. At least make, like, the N, a cat, like, all the letters a capital, and then make, like, the E, like, lowercase. So it, like, looks, like, trendy or something. Man, look at us with aren't our marketing I, abilities. Aren't I so cool? It's like, they actually know how to do it, and we... I know nothing. ...are doing it from the armchair, so I, I'm sure this was a change that they thought about i'm doing it from a wooden chair that is not comfortable in my parents house so you know i'm so cool right now a wooden chair yeah it's you... not it's like the spare chair that's like kept in the basement for when company is over like that's my desk chair for right now until i'm out of here is it usually placed in a corner yep sorry okay. I, i'm shaking my head like people can see me and they can't well we'll wrap it there Check out for check out the socials all weekend for the fantasy stuff. And oh, I need to send Sarah the Twitter login so she can post from that. And yeah, check out Sarah's posts this weekend. If you see posts at the track, it's not from us. And everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!